Hey, this is Parker Sanye. This is episode one of the uh, the podcast that I'm doing. I have Payne Little here with me today, and we're going to be talking about some stuff and ag. Stuff and ag. Stuff Ooh, and ag. stuff and ag. Okay, that's cringe. Uh, <laughs> first, we're going to talk about this week in win. So, currently, we're doing forestry in class. That's right. So, that's know. right. Uh, so, for all of you that don't know, ended up last year, our forestry team actually ended up taking state. So they're going on to compete in nationals come October, and it's really exciting because Louisiana only has four national championships in the entirety of us being a state affiliated with FA, so we have a unique opportunity to actually maybe add on to that list. But right now we have some uh, freshmen going through their forestry unit, getting to learn you know, some, some things, maybe diameter, something like that. Just uh, getting, getting, their, getting their feet wet, getting learning about FFA. It's, it's, a, it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. Yeah, uh, honestly, forestry is probably one of the better competitions that I actually enjoy, and y'all have a really good chance of winning nationals this year. Yeah, we do. Uh, the only thing about forestry is just it's, it's, a, it's a lot to get your head wrapped around. So, um, but I think the freshmen are getting really good at it. I think they're getting it a lot better than I got it when I was a freshman, for sure. Yeah. When um, when I was doing that last year with Mr. Riley, I did not understand at all. And I walked in there today <laughs> with, uh, with Mr. Arthur, and they were literally just naming off the trees. Like I, I would walk up to Charlie, like, yeah, that's a tree, definitely oak or something. But hey, that might be a pine. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's cypress. I, cypress? I can't tell. Man, I'm feeling cedar today. But no. yeah, I think I honestly think the Ag One and Ag Two students are doing a really good job of forestry. Just watching that and seeing how they do it. Yeah, I think they're definitely gonna be better than me in not that much time. Probably not. You're kind of bad. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. It's true. It's true. So um, we had that chapter meeting Thursday. Mm. Yes, yesterday would be Thursday for uh, for when this comes out. And honestly, I think that chapter meeting went pretty well for our first meeting. Yeah, I think it went really well. Um, I think that it gave people a pretty good impression of like what we're about, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recapped some of the stuff um, from last year. So maybe they got to see what we were about last year because we have a bunch of new incoming freshmen. The freshman class is huge. So it, it's a pretty good thing that they were able to see what we have done and then what we're leading up to doing this year. Yeah, the, uh, there were 72, I counted 72, that attended. So I'm hoping that when they see this, they get an interest in FFA and things like that and start applying themselves to do competitions and being officer, applying for that kind of thing. It's a really cool opportunity to be able to lead a younger group of audience mm-hmm. to just kind of help them figure out what they want to do. It's it's really cool. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely a unique opportunity that they have. And like you said, they just apply themselves. There's so much mm-hmm. they can do in FFA. I really hope they do. There's a lot you can go with FFA. It's not just an organization you go to school, take ag. There's mm-hmm. competitions, events. <clears throat> you meet people, do stuff. It's a lot of fun. Definitely worth your time, I'd say. So, uh, about that Hurricane Ida? The Hurricane Ida relief, yeah. So we actually ended up being the central location by us, I mean the Winfield chapter, for any northern people or chapters that are trying to help out the south uh, where the hurricane hit, like south of Baton Rouge, that area. They gave us all of our supplies, and then I forgot which date, but it was back in the gap, like two weeks ago or something. On a Saturday, we all went down, uh, by all I mean like seven people. Mm-hmm. We went down there, we took some, I think three trailers, or two trailers, and then a bunch of cars full of supplies, and then just uh, passed it out to a drive going down there, uh, south of Baton Rouge, is like four hours, I believe. So that was uh, just a really good thing. You could see your community coming together, helping yeah, out people. Definitely. Nice. It, it was very crazy to see that this, this many people had brought things and actually cared. It was. There's a lot of stuff we had. There's a lot of things a in that. A lot of stuff. Like I think, 
Um, some of you may know Donnie Moon. His red trailer that he always has was completely full of water. I've never in my life seen that much water in one place. It was beautiful. I, I don't think I've ever seen that water in my life like no, that amount. No, certainly not. Speaking of water, heard about that floating port in the Netherlands. Ooh, floating port in the Netherlands. Floating dairy farm. You want to tell me about the dairy farm? It's a dairy no. farm, yeah. No, you did not. Tell me about that. Established end of 2018. Actually, pretty cool. Like, really cool. They, uh, it's to keep, so when it floods, they can continue production for dairy. They have uh, a lot of stuff going on with that. They just... <laughs> cut that out, bro. Cut that out. <laughs> Yo, cut the camera. Uh, they It was originally not going to happen. And then they, they saw the opportunity because, like, uh, I guess it's in Rotterdam. I guess it's, like, very populated or something. But they had, like, no room for anything. And so, I forgot what their name was. But the guy, he was like, Yo, let's just... Build a farm on water, and I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Whoa. <laughs> and then so now they have a floating dairy farm. It looks like kind of like a greenhouse. You can look up some pictures. Um, they have it. They have it to where it also grows duckweed, I think, to feed the cows. Mm -hmm. It's really cool stuff. And I, I read a bunch of articles, and it says that uh, they built it on the water, and cows can get seasick because it's pretty much like a cruise ship for cows, which is interesting. Like how if you go on a cruise, you wouldn't get like seasick because it's like. Yeah, level, there's no shaking. It doesn't really move back and forth. Mm -hmm. And they're currently trying to expand it. I think it was it had 40-something 40, 40 cows currently, and it's still going. It's really cool. Yeah, I always found it interesting how, like, people adapt to where they are. Like, the Netherlands, obviously, their solution was to put cows on water. Mm -hmm. Like, there was um, a thing in New York City a couple years back where they're like, okay, so we can't actually grow plants because... It's just an urbanized city. So what they did was they did, um, I don't remember the technical term for it, but basically they had layered, terraced up like carts and they each had little plants sitting in them. Mm -hmm. But the plants didn't need any dirt to hold them. Like it was pretty just their roots out and they were just fed water and it actually worked. So they were able to supply a lot of plants with not any land at all, like in mm -hmm. industrial buildings. It's really cool. That's the coolest thing about agriculture. It's constantly changing. Like. 50 years ago, they might not do the same thing they would have this year. Like, the technology that we have now increases production, increases food, and everything. It just completely revolutionizes everything. We just have new stuff constantly, like the dairy farm, like the New York farms there. Mm -hmm. It's the human species literally just evolves through technology. And it's, it's crazy to look at. You think, how did we start doing this? And then you go to these places and you're like, why do they have this? And you realize because maybe a few years ago, they had a problem, so they came up with a solution. Yeah, I think it's definitely good that agriculture is one of those fields that continues to evolve because I think a lot of the times we downplay its importance, but we, we literally cannot survive True. without agriculture. And then the fact that we're able to do so much while having less land and be able to feed a bigger population, I think it's a really good testament just to how dedicated the agricultural sector is. Yeah, definitely. It, I think agricultural sciences are mm -hmm. probably one of the cooler sciences. I like chemistry personally, but... <laughs> Ag is, it's more than just a class you take, it's its the future. The whole, everything's based off of ag. We we don't evolve to lose food, we evolve to make more food, because mm -hmm. the food is necessary to survive. So as time passes and we need more land, people are gonna start adapting to do different things, such as the, the farms in New York, and it's just really cool to see. So, uh, 
Have you heard about the SpaceX launch the other day? You know, uh, I've heard it mentioned. I haven't heard any specifics pertaining to the SpaceX launch. Definitely, bro. Uh, it's really cool. The first ever full civilian launch was sent, like, Wednesday. So cool. Wednesday. 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 Was that the one that had, like, Jeff Bezos and people on it? Or was that a different one? That was a different one. That was a different one. That was okay. a different one. It had, and I have the names, I think. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. It's weird names. But they paid a lot of money. They paid Elon Musk himself. They were like, hey, bro, I'm going to give you about $200 million. You let me go to space. He's like, okay, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it was this dude specifically named Isaacman. And he did it to raise awareness for cancers, just like cancers, and to donate all of it to uh, St. Jude. I think it's honestly a really good reason to go to space. I definitely say it's one of the better reasons to go to space. Personally, I just go to space because I get school. It's, it's absolutely insane that we're at the stage of humanity where we can say we've had commercial space flight. True. It's, Thank you, Elon. I appreciate it's it. It's crazy. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Like if you look way back in history, we literally went from rocks to stuff in like a long time. And then we went from cars <laughs> to spaceships and space travel in like 40 years. Yeah. Like it's... As we keep building our technologies, they keep increasing faster. I think I saw a stat, and it was like the amount of times that knowledge, like of knowledge that humanity has, multiplies. And it used to be like, you know, every two hundred years it would multiply by two. Mm. Now it's like every eleven months it multiplies by two. It's, it's insane. It's actually insane. It just continues to exponentially grow. Mm -hmm. Keep funding and just honestly, really cool stuff. I love, I love talking about this. And, um, I forgot. What else can I say? Well, if, if you want to continue with the SpaceX stuff, I think it would be really interesting to see how the agriculturists kind of adapt to that. Because if we're having commercial space flight, yeah. who's to say we can't maybe experiment space with... Space cows? Space cows? Space cows. Space otters. Space goats. Space goats. Space goats. They be eating the space rocks. They do be eating the space rocks. That was really great. <laughs> Perhaps, like, maybe so hundred years in the future, not even, like, small amount of time, we could have farms, like, on the moon. It'd be really cool, because, like, they're already doing stuff like that, experiments like that on the International Space Station, like growing plants in a vacuum, yeah. harsh weather, and the plants themselves adapt to survive in that environment. And so, I think it was, like, I don't even know what it was, but it had something that adapted to the vacuum. It could go without sunlight for a long time. And it was honestly really cool to read about. And I, I think at this rate, we could have something cool, like really good in agriculture, just to show who we are. I think it'll definitely be some time though, because kind of similar to how every new invention is, at first, like space flight is gonna be extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, cars were extremely expensive, and nowadays everyone has one. Mm -hmm. So I think it's gonna go like on a similar trail because as we keep doing it, we're gonna learn how to do it more efficiently you have higher efficiency, then all the costs go down and it's more readily accessed to more people. Mm -hmm. If we uh, go back a little bit to technology and ag, and once again, it's honestly, it's, it's increasing so fast, really cool, and it, it is more than just a class. It's a lot of things, it's, it's theory, it's, it's a way of life. We don't just have ag to grow plants and mm -hmm. to do these, we have ag to increase everything else. Like ag is not only just plants and animals, it's machines, welding all that stuff like if you take the ag class yeah you're gonna, you're gonna know about this it's more than just go to school and learn it's to help grow the future yeah when you really look at it it's 
you have ag. It's like, okay, plants, farming, whatever. Mm. But then you realize that branches off into every single field that you can have yeah. in the world. <clears throat> so anything you want to do really originates with agriculture. And if you started agriculture, you can work your way to pretty much any job you wanted. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you look past it's just ag, like you said, plants and animals, the plants can be like food science, food research, plant science. It's not just gardening. Mm-hmm. Same with animals. It's not just farming animals it's vet science all this other kind of stuff like it's more than just what it says it is mm-hmm. you can take it to so many different levels and actually make a career out of it which i think is really cool i really like that yeah it's also um it doesn't even have to directly correlate to a science because they're agricultural lawyers too yeah they specifically deal with just agricultural topics and things like that mm-hmm. so i think it's just it's just interesting to see how everything kind of webs out from agriculture yeah I actually, I have an uncle, his name's Red, mm-hmm. and he's a forest management uh, guy. He like goes and he marks trees and all that, and he was trying to talk me into it the other day at my grandma's house. He was like, hey, you should do this. I said, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but anyway, he was like, it's really cool, because I took ag as a, as a kid, and I saw this, and I thought it was dumb, and then the more I did it, the more I started to like it, and now he's actually like got a job in it, and it's really cool to see how he went from not liking it to liking it and having a job in the future. Yeah, honestly, we even saw that with last year because, um, and this directly, so if you don't know, a CDE stands for a career development event because they directly correlate to a career you can go into. And Parker Carlino, I'm sure he doesn't mind me dropping his name, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually ended up competing in electricity and then based off of how much he liked it from competing in that competition, he's going on to become an electrical engineer now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, because the Ag1 students are like freshmen, they just mm-hmm. got here. I'm excited to see where they go with this. Because I, I, when I was doing it, I didn't like it, and I started to like it. I want to see that in them, too. I, I love seeing that increase of knowledge and that increase of want. Like, want in ag. You know, it's just yeah. really cool to see. I enjoyed that. Parker, did you hear about that uh, National Teach Ag Day? When was it? it was yesterday. Yes, Mr. Riley, I did know about that. Yeah, we, we, we definitely were, uh, we knew about it. But, hey, no matter if we knew about it yesterday, we know about it now, isn't that right? It's true. Let me just let me just read a little bit of it from the website. So just a background, National Teach Ag Day is designed to encourage others to teach school-based agriculture and recognize the important role that agricultural teachers play in our schools and communities. Really? Yeah, insane, right? Dude, no way. So to summarize that, thank you, ag teachers, for doing what you do. We hope there is much more of you because we like y'all. True. Um, but... So it happened yesterday, so we don't actually have any stats from the event or anything like that, but we do have the 2020 stats, mm-hmm. the 2019-2020 stats. So looking at that, last year we had 2,227,827 social media impressions on that day for that for that for National Teach Act Day. That's actually a lot. That's actually a lot. Um, especially when you think about, so FF, FFA members, we only constitute about 800,000. So the fact that we had two million, which is more than two times that, like two for each member, that is... That's a lot. That is wild. That is wild. And it's also uh, the viewers for their stream that they had for last year ranged from all 50 states, including Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Dang. Yeah, the whole uh, reporter's part. Yeah, I was thinking that. It's insane. (laughs) It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy that we can reach so many people. Like, oh, yeah. you don't even know who's involved with it. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of understand just how wide that really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at State Officer Summit for in Washington a couple months ago, 
And it was really cool because in the room, I was in my small group, it had someone from Puerto Rico and someone from Alaska. So I was like, wow, this is actually insane. Like this is real world. That's crazy. That never, crazy. I can never wrap my hand, my head around just how actually big FFA is. True, and it, it's that's a lot of people. That's actually just a lot of people. It is so much. Yeah. It's insane. Do you have any other information? Uh, I have like one thing. It's not the biggest thing in the world. Okay. But kind of got canceled a little bit. So we have this thing. LSU always has this thing called the Bash on the Bayou mm-hmm. uh, event. Well, that got canceled. Mm-hmm. But typically during that game. They have a FFA section for FFA members blocked off, so you can get tickets and sit with other FFA members. Mm. That is technically still going on, although it's not on the normal game it's on. It's actually tomorrow. Mm. So it's a little bit like, oh, too late, I can't go. But it's just cool to recognize that even a college is giving us our due and allowing us to kind of have our own space. It's kind of cool. Yeah, because like LSU's, when you think of Louisiana colleges, you think of LSU mainly. And it's, it's cool that they're mm-hmm. involving FFA and AG into that, that kind of way. It's pretty cool it's pretty neat good thing to see yeah uh, and <laughs> are you gonna say anything um not really oh, okay. particularly do anything else and uh going back to the the, the teaching part i want to thank all that teachers because it's teaching is not a job for everyone it's really not you have to actually want to do it and you have to feel the need to do it mm-hmm. and we need teachers it's it's hard it's hard i have a an aunt who's a teacher and she she is trying to get a doctorate in it but she said sometimes it's it's not what she wanted to do because she went in as a, as a young age seeing how the teachers were and she loves kids and so when she went to college at LSU she was like I want to be a teacher and so she was a teacher but now she says maybe I, I didn't want to and I, I think that's a good way of showing that it's not for everyone but it's still a job like you can enjoy it and sometimes there's downsides mm-hmm. but we we thank the teachers that actually want to do it. Yeah, for sure, especially agriculture teachers, because um, I don't know if you're aware, but the average retention rate of an ag teacher is five years. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we have ag teachers that are still going on after that point, mm-hmm. that is extremely impressive and very happy for them. Like Mr. Vines. I definitely would not. Yeah, Mr. Vines, 49 years. It's a my, prime example. Oh my gosh. That's such a long time. <laughs> so long. <laughs> I just sit there for 49 years talking about plants and animals, dude. I couldn't so do he it. loved it. Couldn't do it. He I mean, did. loved it like no other. He did. But uh, yeah, definitely because just Ag has provided me with everything I've enjoyed throughout high school is stemmed from FFA. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, Payne Little is the state president, as you probably know. But do y'all have anything that you do that you tell us about? Uh, I'm trying to think of what we have coming up. There's not anything too big dealing with like multiple people. We have something called Checkpoint. Uh, so, throwing it back, like right after convention when we get um, elected, you know, sworn in office, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we go on to a base camp where we have a national FFA person there with us and they kind of teach us like what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to act, that type of thing. And then we have checkpoints throughout the year where that person will come back and then teach us new skills. And we have one of those coming up on like the 24th, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, I, I think it's cool that I get to have the state FFA president as my friend. And to be able to come onto my podcast, because like that's such a bragging. That I can just be like, "Yeah, bro, Peyton's my friend," uh, and then who I'm talking about. Thank you. That makes me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, no, say something say good that. about me. Say something good about me. Uh, <laughs> it makes me so happy that thank you. I'm able to talk to the Parker Sanye with the many don't uh, get that chance. Fantastic hair. Okay, thank you. I guess. You're welcome, dude. That's what I'm here for. 
to summarize everything we talked about, you know, we've talked about forestry, <clears throat> what the chapter meeting, Hurricane Ida, ag students, all that stuff. And I think this is a good place to leave it on this episode. We've talked about it a lot. I think this is going to come out on probably either Tuesday or Wednesday for where we are now, but I don't have anything for entertainment section. So I'm uh, just going to... I hope they're fine with the cringy humor and uh, whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Riley, put this in. We'll do a little, do a little jig for the entertainment section. <laughs>